Hello and welcome to Learn in Public with Doug and Eric. I'm Doug. And I'm Eric. And on this show, Eric and I keep each other up to date on how each of our online creative businesses are going. We support each other in each of our journeys in these conversations um, that we hope are helpful to you, the, the viewers and listeners who are also on your own creative journey and perhaps entrepreneurial journey. Uh, today is episode nine of our, our show here. I'm in the hot seat this week, so I will throw it to Eric uh, to share a bit of an update first. Hello, Doug. Um, it, uh, it's been a good week busy i've been um like dealing with a lot of uh, logistical issues like thinking about maybe moving the podcast to a different host and mm-hmm. you know so and these meetings I'll, i always feel like oh i didn't ask enough questions or i asked the wrong questions or and then i wake up in the middle of the night and go what about this <laughs> yeah. um so i'm trying to sort all those out and keeping notes while still kind of going keeping going on developing all the creative stuff and hoping to squeeze in a vacation at the end of December. Um, yeah, I'm pretty excited about that. So um, one of the things I'm realizing is that at times like this, I can start to feel a little overwhelmed and I'm like, oh, I'm just working all the time. Even when I wake up in the middle of the night and I'm going, oh, I need to write down a note about this thing. So uh, today I decided this afternoon after my last meeting around one o'clock, I'm heading out for the day. I'm going to make it a short day. I'm going to have the time freedom that I do this for. Because Mm. while I love the creative aspect and I love working for myself, one of the main reasons I got into this was so I could have my own time freedom. And I, at times like this, especially when I probably shouldn't, is when I try to go, yeah, I'm gonna just take the afternoon off so that's kind of been uh what my weekend or my week has been has been like a lot of work and now it's going to be like a little midweek break (laughs) which is important for me love that yeah and i think that's why a lot of us get into um doing something more more entrepreneurial or something that we have more control over is because of that that time freedom um Mm -hmm. Yeah, and how easy it is for all of your time to get sucked up if you let it, because there's always the next thing that you could be doing um, to improve yeah. your business, to improve your creative skills. Like, yeah, it's really easy to just like kind of suck up your own time. Um, so I'm glad you're going to be taking the afternoon off. Thank you. Building that in. I like that. Um, this relates a little bit to the the update that I We'll share today if it feels like a good time to hop into that. Yeah, hop right in. Because um, it does have to do with how I might spend my time. Uh, potentially a new, slightly new project that I might want to um, spend some time on. Uh, so generally, like, the, the this topic of, like, when to start something new is a big one for, again, anyone doing creative work or having an entrepreneurial um mindset because man there's always like 
ideas for new projects, new businesses, new angles, new things. Like they come up all the time and it's hard to know know, like when to pursue them and when not to. (laughs) Um, Even our conversation two weeks ago, we were talking about Mighty Networks and and the idea came up for me to start like a new YouTube channel about Mighty Networks, just sharing my experience with it and um, it being good timing with trend with mighty networks transition to the spaces model and like, Hey, there's an opportunity there. And in the moment I was really excited about that. Like, Oh yeah, that'd be a great new project. But then like later that day and the next day I was like, man, that'd be, you know, it would take a lot of time and effort to like get that started. Uh, it would take like maintenance time. Do I want to become like a mighty networks expert? So that one with a bit of reflection felt like a new project that wasn't worth hopping into, not at this time, at least. Um, And then um, there's this other one that I'll I'll describe that I got excited about. But just this morning, I read um, uh, an article from Tara McMullen, whose podcast I listen to, uh, or now she kind of writes, uh, she has a podcast called What Works. Um, about entrepreneurship and, and creativity. She also just came out with a book called What Works that I'm sketchnoting right now and that we're having a right. book club around inside of Verbal to Visual where we all read and sketchnote the same book. Um, but in addition to her putting out a podcast, she also kind of has like an essay form of the podcast. So that's what mm-hmm. I typically do. I typically read the essay form of it each week. And I was reading that this morning and one of the... the tips or things mentioned in it was like, if you're thinking about starting a new project, make sure you've allotted 150% of the time you think you need for it. Um, Mm -hmm. So it's like that new project, it's going to take more time than you expect. So like, if you do decide to take it on, make sure you've blocked out like kind of in in your schedule somewhere, 150% of that time. And if like you can't yeah. do that or if you don't want to do that, it's probably not worth um, maybe pursuing that that new project right now. Well, um, this is an interesting uh, – how do you figure out like what even 100% of that time would be? <laughs> you know, yeah. it's like I was having a conversation this morning about the, you know, like my projected growth of the podcast and mm. the, the person who – you know, said, oh, is that what you're projected at? I'm like, oh, I don't know. You know, like it, it grew by X amount last year. Will it grow by X amount this year? Maybe, I guess. I, like, yeah, this whole thing <laughs> of like projections, right? This seems like something that business runs on that as a solo creator, I have never really figured out. Do you have any tips on how you do that kind of projecting like how much time this will take you kind of thing yeah well so for me the way i tend to think about uh time i've I've kind of had a couple two different approaches um uh that could potentially go go hand in hand um one of them is like committing to a publishing schedule with your work Mm -hmm. So like projections around 
how much money you're going to make your your listener growth like i've never i've never tried to do that because there's just so much uncertainty um right. and that's out of your control right like how much your thing grows is out of your control what you create and how frequently you create that is in your control um yes. and like one angle on that is like sticking to a publishing schedule where you say i'm going to make a podcast episode each week um or three, or three. <laughs> uh and like okay you commit to that and then you know as you do that a handful of weeks you get a sense for okay what does it actually take for me to do that um right. in a given week and how much time do i need to set aside um or maybe you just like Maybe you don't do that. And as the publishing schedule like reaches its deadline, it's like, oh, I've got to push it today or I've got to push it over these next two days to get this thing out mm -hmm. in time for my publishing schedule. Right. Um, earlier, like in my creative journey, I found that helpful because I think I did need a little bit of a push just to get comfortable publishing things. Sure. I feel less interested in that approach now. Um, so as opposed to like, uh, trying to stick to a publishing schedule, it's more, um, uh, I guess it's more just about like my daily schedule. Um, gotcha. Yeah, you have a certain amount of time during the day. What you're doing now takes this much time. You project that the thing you're going to do is going to take X amount of hours. And then she says add another 50%. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, well, yeah. And I guess like. That all makes sense. It's all in that 150%. It's really just like a, it's a guessing game too with, with right. that. But like what I like about the daily schedule is that like you're committing certain chunks of your day, certain blocks. And it doesn't have to be like down to the minute. I at most do like, you know, 30 minute or hour long chunks. Um, uh, so it's like. What, what do I want to commit to today? And, you know, the things that fill my blogs are, um, uh, you know, checking in with the community inside of Verbal to Visual, um, you know, scheduling events, prepping for future events. So it's like inside Verbal to Visual stuff is one of the big chunks each day. Um, right. Doing my own book reading and sketch noting is another chunk or two. Um, and then usually like working on some long-term project is another chunk. So right now my long-term project is the course digital sketch noting, mm -hmm. um, which has been kind of on the back burner for a while, but in probably fairly similar to your timing with awaken your myth that you mentioned mm -hmm. last week, yeah. um, like the, you know, second quarter or second third of 2023 is when I want to do another, uh, run through of that course digital sketch noting and have kind of like the final video lessons for that published because right sure. now it just lives like in a work um, kind of workshop mode yeah um, but I think what I want to focus on here is one of those components of this daily schedule I mentioned is um, reading and sketch noting books uh, right which is if folks have been following along, like that's, that's kind of what I've landed on for now. Um, as my YouTube focus, creating visual summaries of books, uh, which is a fairly long process, right? <laughs> to read and sketch note. Um, 
an entire book. And it's kind of a two-stage process, like uh, I'm reading while I'm sketchnoting, or I'm sketchnoting while I'm reading, rather. So that takes time. The reading process is slower. Mm -hmm. um, I'm doing a lot of processing of the ideas. So I have to do that through the entire book. And then I come back and think about, okay, what, what do I want to highlight in this visual summary, this video about the book? Um, so that's, that's one established project and product that I create. The one that I wanted to chat about is a potential second product from that. Um, so one of these is going to be like, okay, I then make a visual summary for YouTube. Mm -hmm. um, within that visual summary, you know, th there's quite a bit of filtering that I'm going to do. Um, there's a lot. So there's like, there's likely going to be a lot of interesting ideas from the book that I choose not to include in that visual summary, just because I kind of want it to be like a 10 to 12 minute video not right. like a 45 minute video. Um, but I spent so much time like reading and thinking about and working with those ideas uh, um, that I had been thinking like, okay, maybe there's something else I can do after I finished a book. Um, and mm. the idea came up okay, I'm just yesterday. <laughs> um, we've been going through, in, inside of Verbal to Visual, we've been doing a live run through of the course Learn in Public. Mm -hmm. which has been cool to hear about like what other sketch notices are, are up to like the topics and the skills and the projects that they're building and how different people are starting to share their work, share their creative journeys online, mm -hmm. some YouTube videos, some, some blog posts and, and things like that. Um, and in that context, medium came up uh, mm. as a, as a place where writing can live and Medium is a platform that I've spent some time on in the past. I think and you mentioned reading some of my Yeah, I read there. some of your Medium uh, posts, and I thought they were really good. Thank you. you. Know? And, and I, um, I, my difficulty with Medium is that I, every time I've subscribed to it, I don't wind up keeping it because yeah. it and has... And by subscribe, do you mean the $5 per month subscription? Yeah. Yeah, it's so it runs on clickbait. It really mm. does, because people are trying to grab that money. And so, yeah, the, everything, you know, if you don't if you're not going there for specific people, then I almost wonder if something like Substack wouldn't be a mm. better fit for someone like you, because, mm. see, I would go for you. But I won't. I won't go back. You know. I, I don't know. They're just medium feels like this is interesting. A little gross to me, and I've yeah. wanted to like it because I like <laughs> the the idea of it, right? Yeah. But I just recently started um, to, um, what do you call it? Sponsor someone on Substack. I pay mm -hmm. for someone's newsletter on Substack. Mm -hmm. um, much like you, they're a creator that I really like. I want to support their work. Um, you know, we have a, a like a, a friendly sort of, we follow each other on Instagram and TikTok. And, you know, that kind of like, I, I'm not like in real life friends with this person, but I love what they do and I want to support them. 
So I was happy to spend, I think it was 70 bucks a year on a Substack uh, subscription. Um, so, and with Substack, I don't like wade into the morass of what medium is, where they're just like, yeah. here, have all this too. I'm like, I don't want that. I just want this thing. Um, so anyway, I, I don't mean mm -hmm. to take too much time with this, but that no. was something recently that came up for me, medium versus Substack. I like Substack much better as just a consumer. So, yeah, no, it, it's a, I'm, I'm glad this came in um, because uh, just to complete the thought, like the mm -hmm. idea then would be to also write an essay after finishing the book, starting right. with what excites me about the essay. I support this idea. Thank you. I'm, um, it'll be good to like flesh it out too, because these details about like where it lives and maybe what to do with it'll be really helpful. Yeah. But um, specifically, I think what I want to do with those essays is kind of st start with an idea or a few ideas from the book that I didn't talk about in the video, but that still like resonate with me and I want to explore mm -hmm. um, in writing. Uh, but the writing will include sketch notes like throughout it you know a paragraph Ooh. or two and then a visual paragraph or two and then a visual that's what this. the current essays look like on medium um but i also want to like have take that as an opportunity to um maybe bring in ideas from like past books i've read or past podcasts like i have a big archive of sketch notes <laughs> and lots of ideas right. within them so like spend right. some time looking through my my past work and the things that i've explored and maybe bring some some other sources in um uh yeah just to like give it i don't know a broader feel or like explore a question and a topic in more depth from different angles and also bringing in my personal experience. Um, and you're so good at that, you know, and, and that, that personal experience, I think is the thing we all tend to just throw in last as it's like a little spice because a, we, you know, we don't want to like have it be too much about ourselves and B it's just sort of like easiest to kind of like get into expert mode and mm -hmm. not really share about your own struggles. But right. I know that the best content, <laughs> the best, the most interesting, real, relatable stuff that transforms people's lives is connecting those two, you know, yeah. and, and, and I, I constantly have to kind of like, I struggle with this myself, like being open in, mm -hmm. in that way. And I think you, you strike a great note there. This mm -hmm. idea is fantastic. Well, it honestly kind of I feel like there's some parallels with some of what I've seen you do on uh, TikTok and YouTube um, in some of your uh, I mean, in some ways, they're like mini visual essays. Sometimes when you do a little bit of storytelling about your day or about your past or and then you weave in um, mindfulness or uh, uh, something concrete also to like help the viewer. So uh, I think you you strike that that chord in, in some of your work too. Yeah, um, that's what I, that's what I try to do. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that, that this is, it's, it's super important um, because it really, it's, it's what people are, you know, uh, it's what people connect to and makes all the information like sink into a deeper level. I, I just know this, my own experience and the, the people who I've been so influenced by people like you, um, that's that's so great so yeah I, oh, I'm, I'm like i 
very excited about this. <laughs> Sorry, I keep I keep. No, I'm glad you. you're excited. Um, <laughs> one thing I'll mention just as a potential long term vision for this, it would be to eventually compile those essays um, into a book. Mm-hmm. Uh, potentially like a, a self-published book is what I might explore initially. Maybe try to get a publisher. I don't know if I've never done that. And I don't know if I want to explore that world, but like, um, so compiling it into a book and obviously that book would just be like, it wouldn't be a, a how to sketch note book. Um, Mm-mm. it would just be like a, a collection of essays and I imagine I'd be able to like identify a, a theme uh, about those essays potentially, or it could be really a broad theme. Um, sure. Uh, but yeah. So these would be less like text versions of the sketch noting of a book and more like exploring some of the ideas that the book peaked your, you know, that where your interest was peaked. Yeah. I love that idea. So good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that is a potential long-term vision. And like, you know, sometimes they think about, well, um, does it make sense to, um, I think I need some sort of like, I think it would be hard for me to like just write essays in, in, in private until I have a, like a collection of 10 or 12 of them and only then publish it as a book. Like mm-hmm. that might be a little bit of a too long term of a payoff, which is right. why finding some place to publish the essays first, yeah. um, uh, and then maybe bring them together into a collection. I don't know if you see any potential conflict there. If like, no, I... let's just say I went with Medium and published all my essays on on Medium, or maybe let's stick with like Substack or ConvertKit, like a paid newsletter. Yeah. Um, I would do a paid newsletter first. I would do and a then newsletter. a year from now, I also collect them into a book and mm-hmm. publish that as a book that people can purchase. Perfect. Is it, is it, does it not seem weird to have like, no, 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 two, it's two way to do paid it. ways to access the same material potentially. Well, what's going to happen is like people like me are going to pay for your Substack or convert kit. Probably not your medium. Uh, <laughs> and we're going to, um, when the book comes out, I'm going to be like, oh, awesome. Yes, of course I want that hardcover book or I want to give this to someone, mm. you know, because a book is a completely different beast. It's not just a physical version of the content. It yeah. is something you can gift. It's something mm. you can hold. It's something you can sit down with, with a cup of tea on the couch in a mm. way that a newsletter isn't quite the same thing, right? Um, and I've never use... had that with any of my verbal to visual stuff. Like I've never had a physical product or physical book that, that people yeah. could, could get, which is like an opportunity at some point in the future for like specifically a maybe had a sketch note related thing. But um, right now I'm feeling pulled in like this type of direction for a, a physical book. Um, I think if this is the direction you want to go in for your first book, great. You know, and if you want to write a sketchnoting book after that, awesome. Do you have to? No. You know, um, are you using ConvertKit now? Yeah. Okay. So that's, that's kind of easy then. Um, it would be. I think know, I'm, I'm, I'd be more to... interested. You know, I haven't looked too much into 
Well, I would probably start there. I think I would like to look at what um, I'm thinking about the average person on the internet. Um, if if there's a difference in familiarity with these platforms or likeliness to subscribe, if like if there's something about Substack being a little bit more in like the zeitgeist right now. Um, mm-hmm if people would be more likely to sign up for a paid subscribe Substack newsletter versus a, a paid convert kit newsletter. There's really no reason you couldn't do both. I mean, once you've got, you just publish, publish, you know, that's true. Could, I think I hit. would only want them to be in one place though. I, um, then, I mean, what's nice about convert kit is you've got all these emails already. Yeah. You know, you just send them the, the, a, a synopsis, of thing for the full one, please subscribe to my paid newsletter. It supports my work. You know, I really appreciate it. It's, you know, it's just, it's a, it's a soft pitch um, to people who are already interested in you. Right. Yeah. And then I, I've never actually signed up for a paid convert kit newsletter either. And I will tell you that one thing I don't like about convert kit is their archive pages are doo doo. Um, mm. So like to, to, <laughs> to just go and like, you know, use their archive. It's crap. It's yeah. not custom That's customizable. I don't know if it's the same for paid newsletters, but I don't use the, um, the archive version for my monthly free newsletters that I send out. Um, whereas the Substack app is really nice. I don't, I don't remember there being any friction at all in signing up for this thing. And that whole journey started from an Instagram post. Um, and I'm normally very fussy about sign up friction, you know, I want it to be, I want Apple pay. That's what I want. I just want one button. I'm in done. Yeah. Um, and I think Substack was kind of like that. So, uh, and medium wasn't as good. And then of course, like I said, just everything, all the other clickbait nonsense and, yeah. And I don't want to, you know, like I want to support the person I'm supporting. I don't want to yeah. to get access to a bunch of garbage for five bucks a month. I'd rather have yeah. you have that whole five bucks, you know, than to pay five bucks for the, and then get, have to sift through that to get to your stuff. So. And I would assume with Substack that, so what I'm imagining here is is rather than a, a monthly subscription, it would be since I'm not I'm intentionally not sticking to a publishing schedule, mm-hmm. I could potentially shift that for the essay. I don't know, but so let's say I don't go with a specific publishing schedule for these essays. It's only like each time I finish a book. I assume yeah. a Substack and Convert Kit that it can be a it can per email subscription as opposed to a, a monthly subscription. Does that sound right or what do you think? I don't know. I signed up for a year. Monthly. I think you can do monthly or yearly. Um, I, I don't know if there's a per email thing. Um, I was just opening up um, Substack to have a look at it. Um, and they, you know, I'm looking at it now and realizing they are trying to get me to look at some other stuff, but I think I must've, maybe I subscribed to that, like Substack reads, but it's just, you know, it's got an inbox kind of, have you ever used Substack? I haven't, no. So maybe I should 
someone yesterday mentioned uh, Austin Cleon's paid sure through Substack. So maybe right. I sign up for that to get a feel for what it's like. Yeah, and then see if um, see if that's a good fit for me. That's always a great way to 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 you know figure out if the platform is something. That's how I ended up going with ConvertKit. I was just like, okay, I, I you know I like the way they. I like the way creators are integrating it into their stuff. I liked the vibe of the company. I liked what the owner, I read the book, the owner wrote. And so, mm. yeah, like try sign up for something on Substack. Um, I'm going to really like give two thumbs down to medium though. Um, yeah. So I, I would, yeah, I think, I think better Substack or convert kit. I think that makes sense. Um, Yeah. And I'm kind of picturing like, you know, whenever I do, um, in terms of like promoting this, uh, whenever I finish a book, I, I think I would kind of work on the, the, the two things simultaneously. I'd be working on the visual summary for YouTube while kind of writing the essay. Um, and then well, like, you know, but here's the thing. If you, if the, if the essay isn't completely dependent on the book, you could commit to a publishing schedule of once a month. That's what had been in the back of my mind since we kind of started thinking about this um, subscription model, mm -hmm. which would then basically like, I think what I would want to do is commit a daily time block to writing. Yep. Like the way I'm thinking about it right now is I wouldn't, I wouldn't commit one of my daily time blocks to writing until I'm done sketchnoting the book. So it would be like I finish the book and then I commit some time to video and writing. Um, mm -hmm. And then once the essay is done, I'm not writing daily again until I finish the next book. Maybe I could experiment with um, having a daily writing block and seeing what that feels like. Uh, and if the if the pace of a monthly essay um, feels feels sustainable. Well, like. I think you, two two things here that w that might give you a better book is not tying it, not tying every essay to a book. You know, like you were saying before, you have yeah. lots of old sketch notes from lots of different things, different books. If the essays are on a theme that the book covers, then you can have, you know, part if you if it takes you two months to read the book, you you can have your essay talk about one of those themes that's in the book and mention that, but mm. then bring in other stuff that you have, other stuff you've sketch noted, other ideas. Um, and that way also, I think you're going to have maybe a more compelling uh, collection of essays that aren't, you know, really tied to each one tied to a particular book. Yeah. Um, if that I makes like sense. That. It does. Um, here's a question. Do you think like for, for people signing up for a paid newsletter, do you think weekly is expected? No, I like when I signed up for Ileana's newsletter, I don't know how many she's going to send out. I didn't I, like, she wasn't like, oh, you're going to get one every week or she's just like, I'm just, I'm writing, you know, like yeah. if you want to read what I'm writing, I'm, I'm you know, I'm so, I, I would love your support. 
Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, okay, I'm in. I don't, you know, you don't, you don't really even need to be like, uh, it doesn't need to be a product, you know, it's just, I'm writing essays mm -hmm. and, you know, um, I'll, I'll do synopses of these essays for free in my new, you know, my regular to my regular email list. If you want to read the full essays, please th think about supporting my work on Substack. Um, easy peasy, you know, like whatever pitch feels good for you. I mean, Ileana was literally like, it's, it's hysterical. You know, she's just like, I'm writing, you know, like, ah, <laughs> oh, but you know, like support me. And she's just got this great vibe, you know? Um, so I'm like, yes, absolutely. I will support you. So I, you know, I paid 70 bucks for a year. I, I don't know if I'm going to get 70 or seven or three, but I don't really care. You know, yeah. it didn't, it didn't come with a publishing schedule expectation. And I would, you could say, you know, like, I'm going to try and do about one a month, but you know, these things take time and I have kids. You <laughs> just be brutally honest. Yeah. Um, I think that's, that's sort of refreshing really. Yeah, this is good stuff. And even if the Substack or ConvertKit, you know, paid newsletter doesn't take off like you'd hoped, you're going to have these essays to turn into a book at the end. Mm -hmm. So you can get, you know, you've got an extra chance to kind of turn it into something. And over time, if you commit, this is what I found with the podcast. Over time, when you commit to a publishing schedule, you're going to find an audience where you're not, you know, so yeah. you, you could commit to doing it for a year. And at the end of a year, you'll know, and you, you'll have your first book and maybe it turns into something else. Maybe it's only one book. Maybe it's a book a year for the rest of your life. Who knows? Yeah. Right. Um, but that committing to a publishing, some sort of a publishing schedule, you know, I, I think I told you I got it took me six weeks to get my first thousand downloads for the podcast. And it takes three hours now, mm. you know, mm -hmm. so it's you just don't know until mm -hmm. you do it for a while. Yeah. You know? So. Yeah, but I love this idea and I'm certainly going to get whatever you put out so you got you've got your first person <laughs> hey i appreciate that yeah um, and, I, and i'll i'll tell other people about it i love what you do what do you think um uh yeah so this is one, one of those conversations too where like you know the benefit of a conversation like this, first of all, is that ideas that I hadn't thought of are already cropping up, um, like the, the paid newsletter idea. So, you know, I'm starting to think about next steps for me, mm -hmm. one of which will be simply like, give some time, ruminate on this over the next 24 hours, like see what else crops up. Um, uh, so that's one potential next step. Another is maybe if it feels doable with my schedule start committing a 60 minute writing block to each day um and see how that feels because like part sure. of it you know so sometimes sometimes i romanticize the idea of being a writer 
Um, but Jim often Pete. I have found that when there's time and space for it, like when I build it into my day, I can, I really enjoy the writing process. So yeah. it's like, if I can get to that place where an hour long writing session a day, it's going to be hard at times, but if it's also like fulfilling, sure. Um, that in and of itself is maybe a reason to like <laughs> commit to one block of it a day. And yeah. then I also have this kind of output or, a place you could also writing to start go. smaller, you know, like it doesn't have to be it's an true. hour. You know, like I, when I, whenever I've gone through this multiple times uh, and I'm <laughs> about to start again, because the last time I got on a streak of writing, I, I, I blew it. Um, I start with, uh, with like five to 700 words or half an hour, whichever comes. Gotcha. Much, you know, um, and they don't have to be great words and it, doesn't have to be, you know, but it does have to be the half an hour. Like maybe I don't get to five to 700 words, but I do hit the half an hour. Then I'm like, okay, I can get up and leave. Tomorrow might be better. Um, but I, I think that for me, I have to go small when I start. Otherwise I get overwhelmed and I'm like, nah. And even with small, sometimes I get overwhelmed, but I don't know about you. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's something to like experiment with. Maybe it's 30 minutes. Maybe it's a full hour. Mm -hmm. um, I guess another potential next step for me is like subscribe to a Substack. Yeah, right. Austin Cleons is a great one. I mean, I don't subscribe to it, but I love his stuff and I know you do too. Yeah. So, you know, you could probably find See, a lot like of inspiration. I'm already imagining like a... Um, imposter syndrome coming up once i see what austin clean on is doing uh -huh. the, the potential for like the thought of oh man what i'm imagining or what i'm gonna make isn't gonna be as good or as valuable as austin cleon absolutely um, not that's what he is doing right yeah 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 no but, that's not true at all that's a danger of anything like looking at your peers but i think that's overcomable but if you but if you were to ask me Whose stuff do I like better, yours or Austin's? I like your stuff better. I like Austin Cleon's stuff. It's very, it's very good. It's 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 great. But I like your stuff as much or better. So you know, um, for what that's worth. Yeah. No. He's that's, not. That's helpful you know, to hear. Yeah. Um, <laughs> do you have any other suggested? Uh, two questions for you. Any other suggested next steps and or um other uh tips ab about writing since you have um you've done a bunch of writing yeah uh, i think the thing that works for me the best is just to write what is on my mind that day to start with that mm. you know to just get it out um because so much of what just the first draft is garbage um you know all the 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 good stuff is in the edit, right? So mm -hmm. I try to just write whatever the today feels like. If today feels like a, a story about a bird that flew from Canada to the mountain here, I'm going to write that. If it's about going up a fictional story about going to visit the neighbors to help cut firewood, I'm going to write that. If it's just like, then I'm going to write that. Um, and I kind of try to just like get the, pump going you know and then 
I go back through it later and I find the good stuff. Um, and I, I would encourage you to kind of like just look at, you know, maybe even more than Austin's thing, like maybe find somebody on Medium who you would follow. Um, yeah. You know, and see, you know, maybe mm-hmm. I'm just maybe I'm just an old bogey who can't stand the clickbait on Medium. Um, uh, no, but, I looked at it today for the first time in like a year and it, it still has that feel of like yeah. clickbaity really like, you know three minute reads, two minute reads, like, yeah, like fluff. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of fluff there. Lots, lots. But I think there are, I'm like, I think I want to try to find, I probably won't do Austin Cleon, but I am going to find, um, try to find someone who's doing something a little bit more essay-like. Mm-hmm. And I kind of want to find someone who's like, not a white dude doing creative work on the internet. Like, I want to sure, find someone sure, sure, who's sure. like sharing different um, perspectives. Yep. I think like that's one thing I miss about Twitter is like coming across uh, the experiences and perspectives of someone who doesn't uh, look like me. Yeah. Um, and I vaguely remember some of those people like starting Substacks at that time. <laughs> so Great. I might go yeah. and try to find some of those folks. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I'd say that, that that sounds like a really good start right there. You know, and I think it's a great idea. I think it's something you could do that fits with what you're doing now without adding a ton of work. Um, yeah, I I like this one. So I'm I'm curious to cool. see where you go with it. Yeah, thank you, both for the general encouragement and also the um, specific suggestions around where where it could live. Yeah. Uh, yeah it also fits with like the the thing coming up next with the live run through of learn in public inside of verbal to visual we've got one more mm-hmm. event um mm-hmm. where i have suggested that people now like we've been chatting about it for like three weeks the goal or assignment if you will for the last session is to like okay sketch out what your what your learn in public process or what your learn in public cycle looks like Mm. Um, so, so mine is going to look, you know, I mean, basically like this, <laughs> like I read and in, in sketch note a book and make a YouTube video. Well, here's where, you know, we'll play around with the, um, maybe detaching the essay from a specific book. Um, or not, you know, like, the, the yeah, cycle. whatever feels um, best. The other thing you could do is sketch note the essay. When it's done, you know, like the way you're sketchnoting the books, you could add that even as another video thing mm-hmm. for YouTube. Um, who knows? That's you're going to have some sketch notes in it already. It's going yeah, to be some there already, a, but... a unique piece of, you know, writing. Um, there might be a, you know, a third promotional option there by bringing that to YouTube to direct people who would like to read the essay to that. Yeah. So. Yeah. Some good options. Well, I think that that gives me some good good ideas to to play around with and some things to do next. Um so it's probably a good time to start wrapping it up for this this episode. Yeah. Uh, anything else you feel like bringing in today before we say goodbye to the viewers and listeners? 
I uh, no, I think I'm. Um, you know, I have uh, two two more <laughs> businessy yeah. meetings. It's a meeting and then meeting I'm, heavy morning. It's like I'm your whole, like your entire that. first half of the day is like. What, four meetings today you mentioned? Yeah, which is not like, that's not my jam. I'm yeah. like not a business, you know, like, <laughs> and, and, and they're business meetings too. So when I show up on a Zoom at a business meeting, the business people are always like, oh. And I'm like, yes, I know. I'm not a business person. It's obvious. Or at least you don't look like one, which yeah. is not to say that you aren't one, because clearly um, you, you are. Well, okay. I guess I, I'm just a. Uh, I don't consider myself one, but yeah, I'm, you know, I mean, I pay the bills, right? So I guess I yeah. am one. I'm a business Absolutely. person. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're a, yeah. So no, I think not uh, be the stereo, like what people imagine in their mind when they think of business person, but yeah. you business Gandalf, you're right. And um, you're expanding the, what people think of when they think of business person. Yeah. How about you? Anything uh, you want to close with? Um, I don't think so. I think I'm, you know, all the things we've talked about are like bubbling and will continue to bubble. And I'm sure, uh, come, come next week, I'll have something to something. I think we'll have solidified or, you know, percolated in a particular direction. Um, so I'll kind of look forward to sharing this. Um, the, uh, the, the evolution of this uh, branch of my work, like, I feel like, you know, it took, what, like seven or eight episodes for me to kind of land on the type of YouTube videos that I want to make. I feel good right. about that and like the direction that's going, mm-hmm. uh, even though it's time consuming. And now it's like, okay, let's uh, do that same sort of evolution of what the writing component of, of my work might look like. So we'll uh, keep keep coming back to it. Super. Well, I can't wait to hear uh, get the update next week. I'll look forward to chatting with you then. Yeah, same goes. Can't wait to hear your your deep dive next week. Um, So we'll plan on seeing you then. Thanks, Eric. All right. Take care, everybody. Mm -hmm. Bye, y'all.